Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. Charles. John. And I'm Benito. Hello, and uh, welcome again to Benito. Thank us you. Again for another episode. Thank and, you. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Go RPG tonight. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what everybody's thoughts are and yeah. where they're at in this uh, particular now, genre yeah. of things. Now, before we get started on that, did we want to touch base on Nebcon just a little bit? You and Seth did a panel there, and how'd that go? Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a panel on uh, Kyoto Animation. Uh, they're a uh, anime studio uh, for anyone who's not up on uh, anime news, uh, but they they recently suffered an arson attack, and over thirty five was thirty five people, thirty six people dead. Thirty six dead. Another thirty three mm-hmm. wounded. Are seriously injured, which is most of their studio, most of the people who worked at Studio One. So it was. And half the staff, about mm-hmm. half the staff total for the company. Yeah, it was a huge tragedy for the entire, just the entire animation industry because Kyoto Animation has made a name for themselves as, and set themselves apart both in quality of their animation and quality of their working environment and a lot of their shows have a very passionate fan base so this attack was awful as, as we found because i mean benito was awesome enough to come to our panel how many people would you say in that room was it 30 oh you had more than 30 40 oh, yeah. you probably had yeah between 40 and 50 uh, yeah. a little bit over 50. So, yeah, uh, so probably yeah and a lot of them are very passionate about their favorite um their favorite shows and episodes and really encouraging for other audience members to go see. Was this directed at them? Do we know? Mm-hmm. The arson attack. Yes. Yes, it was. Absolutely. The guy went in, poured gasoline in front of the exit, and lit it on fire. And the building... There was only a single exit, apparently. Yeah, the building was very poorly constructed to resist fire, and it basically... The entire building just became a chimney. So, what, so your panel, what did it focus on? I mean, was it more like what they're doing to recover since then? or uh, just... We focused mostly on the shows, uh, the different shows they did, and the studio history. Yep, and we, we didn't want to focus so much on the arson itself. Like, we gave an update of where they were at with the everything because the guy's still in the hospital and they can't start prosecution until he's out. Uh, but we didn't even say his name. We don't want to give any... Right. Um, notoriety, nothing to this guy. Like, may he rot, <laughs> as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. So has the studio, have they recovered at all? Are they back? Well, they've anything? got other, like, Studio One is just their first studio, but it was also... The archive. It was their everything. archive. It was uh, where their animation studio was, where they were training new their new animators, which is 
something special, something that their studio is known for is hiring new people in the field and training them with veteran, uh, veteran animators, producers. So not only did they lose a lot of new talent, but they also lost a lot of their senior, some of their senior people mm. and their senior producers and directors. Wow. So it is a huge hit to the studio and it is going to, going to take them a long time to recover. Some of their works that were in progress are being are still being released on time, mm-hmm. but there's no way this is gonna not affect them. Well, you did give a link on where people could donate. Yep, mm-hmm. I mean, nice. just buying directly from them. They have products uh, that you know, like digital fi- photos and things like that, that would help. Uh, there is a, a GoFundMe as well. Hmm. So it's uh, it's a very tragic. Uh, we what the goal really was was to focus on the environment and to encourage people to go see the art so that it's not lost right. it's not mm-hmm. what the because a lot of the victims were in their 20s and 30s and a lot of them were women mm-hmm. I mean who because it was from the beginning Tokyo Animation uh, was female focused and female led mm-hmm. and uh, with all of that in mind that's it, we just uh, we think from the way the audience received the panel, they're definitely going to go out and hopefully watch some more things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for me and Seth both, just a really poignant moment was, I guess, one of the friends of the animators. She was a young woman from Japan, was actually in the audience, wow. and she came up to us afterward and said thank you that she had lost a friend and, and nearly started crying, and she just really appreciated that we were bringing this to American eyes. Huh, that's very cool. I bet that was probably coming to Omaha was one of the last things she expected to see was our panel yes. talking mm. about that, I'm sure. So that, that was probably made the whole trip for her pretty special, I imagine. Yeah. Here. So, cool. Given her reaction, I think we, we handled it well. So nice. You did. You, you guys really knew your audience. They responded well. It, it was a very organic panel. I enjoyed it. Nice. I did. And didn't and you have a panel, John? Yes. And how'd yours go? It was on the Orville, right? Yeah. It when you're dressed in a big orange diaper <laughs> talking about the Orville versus Star Trek, it it's gonna be and it's eleven PM so they're drunk. So it, I, I think it went well for what I could possibly have expected it to be. I had a good time. And I think everybody else did too. We will have to flash yeah. up a picture of John. Yes. And yes. Uh yeah, and it's like, you know, spoiler alert, you know, Zardoz. <laughs> have fun with that. And out of respect, I didn't wear that to your panel. You know, I, I decided not to do that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I really do. I, after the panel, I went and changed into that, and I knew you'd be gone. So I, so I spared <laughs> the Kyoto crowd from the Zardoz. But it is, it, it turned out to be, it was fun. We talked about the Orville. We talked about Star Trek. We talked about what the hell I was wearing. And it's like we had, we had a good time. It was, it was, Did it was good. Did you were a character from Star Trek? No, or the no, 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 no. They thought because the panel right after mine was a, a hentai panel. <laughs> and they kind of, like, are we at early? First, at first, yeah, they're like, like, yeah, this is where the hentai panel is. Look I, I at mean, you, come you know? for the Orville, stay for the hentai. Stay for the hentai. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I won't do that again. Oh come on, <laughs> not again. You, you were already in costume for the hentai. but okay so you were at nebcon all weekend Mm -hmm. 
And let's see. I know we know you did Zardoz, and you did your Fuhrer King Bradley from yes. Full Metal Alchemist, and then you did some sort of thing with a weird grate over your face. That is and Zardoz. That is, if you've ever, uh, Zardoz has a mask, and the mask was incomplete. I'm gonna finish it by Ocon, cause yes, guess what? <laughs> you get to see it again. It's coming back. <laughs> okay, out. so but, uh, the mask is the, basically the face of their god. It's Reminds me of the the, the mud masks of uh, of certain New Guinea people, but it's like it's it's kind of cool. You'll you'll see. So All right. Like, and their god wears an orange diaper. No, 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 no. They <laughs> do. That was Sean Connery. Look, look, Zardoz is a very strange thing, and I don't know how you got Sean Connery in an orange traditional Indian uh, undergarment, uh, attached by garters to <laughs> bandoliers that are spray painted orange. With red drag queen boots. I mean, I don't know what else these are for. I mean, they got you into it, so... Yeah, well, it, it, cosplay is pain, Slice. <laughs> Someday you'll find that out. I feel it. You're, you're really coming. don't. You're, you're coming, coming <laughs> to the cosplay side. Yes, I you are. I think the more he no. sees on Zardos, the less interested yeah. he is. But my Friday cosplay was Star Blazers. And it's like... Oh, you did the Star Blazers yeah. again this year. Yeah. Nice. Oh, oh, yeah, it's anime. I mean, it's like... it's, And I, I watched... You talked me into getting Funimation. I watched Star Blazers twenty one ninety nine. Nice, and, and it's Star awesome. Yeah, yeah, I grew up with it. The new yeah. Star Blazers, it's it's it mirrors the old one, but it's much better animation quality, and there's a plot, mm. which is kind of neat. And they don't, it's just it's much better. Thank you for turning me on to that. Star yeah. Me now Benito was there as well. He had a table with us. Yes. Can you tell yeah. us about your NebCon experience? We had, we did a live gameplay of some mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons mm. for Go RPGs. And whenever we do a live game, we try to do a beginning-to-end campaign. So is this oh, everyone really? plays, yeah, it's or tough, but is we this do. the audience watches you play? Yeah, they watch us play. We have a we have a big screen up that oh, you cool. know, they can. We've got a switcher and it switches cameras so that you know you can see each person. So we have a, e a dice cam. Kind of thing happening or what's that? Kind of an esports kind of thing happening where people watch other people play. Yes, exactly. Right. So yeah, right. if you haven't watched any live play, you really should. I it's it's I will for sure. Mm -hmm. I will do that. The closest I guess I've gotten is that Will Wheaton show. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's not tabletop. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly what you're talking about here. So yeah. Yeah, it's quite a thing to set up and huh? and then have enough time to play and then tear down because the next person's right on so your you rear, ready to start mm -hmm. their deal. So do you have a separate individual that's running the cameras and switching between? All yeah, the players? Uh, yeah, the yeah. switcher and the yeah for sure we have that and then they run a handy cam for some promotional things. But um, yeah, generally the the two times that we've the last two times we've played. We have this great campaign, and, and we're, you know, trudging away, getting there, and you're getting ready to fight the big boss, and then you look at your watch, and you're like, geez, we've got 15 minutes, <laughs> oh. and we just ran into the big boss. Oh, so the, the two times ago, we ran into this big uh, bone, this bone demon, I think is what it was, and everybody was had come into the room to fight the guy, and we had 15 minutes, and... By the time we'd made it around the table for each person to do their attack and their magic spells and do what they're going to do, the bone demon didn't even get to attack anybody. <laughs> we were literally out of time. Oh, and so they just, they all hit him one time and he died and the game was over and everybody's like, yeah, we're in the crowd, it's cheering. But he didn't even get to do anything. So. Are you going to do it next year? Or yeah, we'll keep doing it all get, the time. Give it a little bit more time this time, maybe? It's like um, We just have to work on, well, you know, every time that we do a campaign, we're able, I'm able to tailor it based on the time. And so this last time, then they when they finally got into some catacombs, and it was sort of a spiral, uh, spiral shaped one. You okay. know, as I as I'm watching the clock and realizing that we're running out of time, 
all of a sudden there's this hidden tunnel that oh. kind of takes you right through <laughs> to the middle, and yeah. And so, ah, there's always ways around all that stuff. So, so you cool. GM, you game master the games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the live games that we do on the road. Do you, ever, do you ever want to play? Yeah, I mean, I get my fair share of playing. Oh, We're good. in a campaign right now where I play every week. And Yay! Yeah, so... Seth apparently never gets to play. He's very sad. Always the dungeon master. Never get to play the game. Get to be the player. Well, we're going to change that. It sounds like. Yes. Mm. That'll be fun. That will be fun for uh, a gaming adventure. Yeah, you guys will get it right after what the first of the year. We'll do it after the holidays, I think. Yeah. Excellent. We'll uh, we'll come to my dungeon and. (laughs) 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 Sounds like the beginning of a Melissa Etheridge song. It's like sweet. Come Come to my dungeon. To my dungeon. (laughs) So so give us a little overview of what is RPG. So go RPG or just RPGs in general. Yeah. Go RPG. (laughs) Well, so go RPGs is really just a community. Uh, It stands for Greater Omaha Mm -hmm. Role Playing Games. Is where we got Go RPGs. And I thought was, we're just going to tailor it full. Because there's so much going on in this area. We thought, we'll just deal with, with Omaha. Of course, it grew better than that just because, the, you know, everybody loves them and everybody's into it. So sure. so Go doesn't really pertain to anything anymore. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. But uh, really, all we did was we wanted to make a Facebook group where anybody and everybody who liked to play role-playing games just had one community to come in and talk about things. So... If people are looking for games or they're looking for, you know, uh, GMs or mm. just looking to meet or have questions. Everybody has questions on whatever different games they're playing. Mm. Funny memes, jokes, you know, pictures. It's just a lot of fun. And people post all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And they just come in and, and just chat and have a good time. And So when we did that, I started watching, what is it, Acquisitions Incorporated. Mm, yeah, Penny Arcades. Yeah, right. So I started watching that, and I thought, geez, as much as we all love to play, we should just throw some cameras up and, and give people the ability who don't necessarily are into RPGs, mm-hmm. just put it out there, and then maybe we'll get more people in when they realize how much fun it is Yeah. to just be someone else and be somewhere else and get to do crazy, amazing things. And So that's how that started. And then I thought, well, you know, all these cons and things, maybe we take this on the road yeah. and we play in front of an audience because we know those people like it. Or like to play, or at least understand what it is, and then we've been just extremely successful at that. People love to come and watch. And did you think it would blow up the way it is? Because I mean, their following is pretty, pretty. No, high. I didn't expect it to to grow as fast as it did. We the numbers just kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And then we were I was just putting feelers out to different conventions and places to see if anybody was interested in live gameplay. I didn't know if anybody even would. And so far, everybody we contacted wants to come play. Because and what so, are you at now? I was about to look it up, but on the group page, yeah, I don't. I'm not even sure. Let's let's I see. Any guesses? Oh, I don't know. Are we? Um, I don't know. If we're even at a thousand. You've obviously Maybe. hit a chord with uh, a large number of people. What there's a lot of groups out there, and so we're all sharing things. Yeah. So a lot of the groups will just take what we have on our page, share it on their page, and yeah, vice versa. Yeah, so we get some of their followers, we get some, and they get some of ours, and vice versa. And everybody's just jumping around, and it's yeah. been fun. So yeah. you're at 197 uh, members. Oh, that may be the page. The oh. group is much bigger. Visit, well, mm. Yeah, because you do have a lot of engagement. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So what kind of campaigns do you do? Is it, it's, I assume it's not all D&D. Uh, so far it has been, oh, as really? far as the live gameplay. Okay. And only because, I don't know, because I started Go RPGs and yeah. I like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know how else to say it. We're just... You know, yeah. we're doing do what you like. Yeah, doing the things I like yeah. to do, and I have friends who enjoy doing the same thing, so we just go and do it. 
But right now, you've also got products that you're developing to make gameplay easier, correct? We had... I shouldn't say we. Um, it was me. And I'm not trying to brag. But when I say we, I don't want... Yeah. I don't want sure. to confuse anybody. It was just uh, static cling, reusable terrain pieces. So when you're playing on your map, mm -hmm. I mean, none of us are... I shouldn't say that, but a lot of us aren't great artists. Like, if I go, here's a tree, and I go, here's a black squiggly line, that yeah. was supposed to be a tree. Right. You know, or, you know, i got to draw a tavern real quick, and it looks terrible. So I had just came up I uh, with static cling decals that stick mm -hmm. to your mat. Oh. And then you can place them anywhere you want. They peel right off and go back in their, nice. in their holder, and you can just keep reusing your mat. On, on a whiteboard, right? On, no, just on those grid boards. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had oh, found a company cool. here who has a material, static cling material, yeah. that you can clean. So, you know, it, it oh, sticks to everything. Cool. Dog hair gets on it or yeah. fuzzies yeah. or whatever. Right, right, right. So you just stick it under your sink and wash with soap and water, get it all huh. clean again, let it dry, and it goes right and back to being sticky. can you write on them, too, if mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's really cool. So we're in that development now. I've got a, a partner and a, a graphic artist who's been working tirelessly to, hmm. to do that. So we'll see. I, I could use some of those. But we yes, did a GoFundMe. And what's yeah. funny is we did the GoFundMe, and now I'm seeing it pop up everywhere. Like, <laughs> oh, people yeah? are, like, rushing to... Get rushing to uh, get manufacture board. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen yeah. them all over. Yeah, I even yeah. seen them on eBay. And wow. have you considered uh, submitting a patent on it? I thought about it. Do it. Um, do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Retire. We had talked about. It. I can't what are you waiting for? Do it. it. Was, I can't remember what it was called. There was two different ones. There's a long term one and then a short one while you're oh. developing. Yeah. And we needed it. it the minute it hit the GoFundMe, uh, the the program, or the GoFundMe uh, campaign, yeah. that's when that particular one starts, and you only have a year. Oh, yeah, and so mm -hmm. once that one runs out, you better have your legit one in place. So yeah. I've been in contact with a couple of attorneys and yeah. cool, good because like I, it's like you hate to see it. You know, people have ideas, but you're actually executing it, and then they're like, oh, people who have way more money and way more resources, mm -hmm. just trying to jump ahead of you yeah. on that. At, yeah, at least make Wizards of the Coast pay you fifty million for when it when they steal it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> well, we right. dropped the GoFundMe program before it was done. We shut yeah. it down because we had a guy come in and said, hey, this is an awesome idea. We love it. I'm just gonna give you whatever you need. Just stop the GoFundMe. Okay. Does that mean he yeah. has? Did he? Did you sign anything? It's like, does he have intellectual rights he, right now? Or, yes. or can we well, not talk? about it? I can't really it. talk about a whole. Right. Yeah. Fair he's enough, a very silent enough. partner. But fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. He's like, let's just shut it down. He's like, just stop, and we'll. So then I had to send all these, you know, letters out, apology letters, because right. I was in contact with everybody that was so stoked for the idea yeah, and wanted right. to be a part of it, and we had, uh, you know, not benefits, whatever they're called, uh, incentives. Mm -hmm. and so, you know, I'm like, listen, I'm really sorry this happened, but this is kind of where we're... And nobody was upset about it. Everybody right. was excited for the program and wanted right. to help support and see it happen, so everybody was very nice about it. That's, That's what's cool. great about your your uh, followers, whether it be for GoRPG or Wetworks. Um, those who haven't seen our other podcast with Benito, please go out and do that. He can see all the movie magic he makes in the background along with this. Um, but... They're very uh, positive people who are really supportive in what you do, and they, and they seem flexible, like mm -hmm. agile to deal with a situation like you just saying. Mm -hmm. And and that's what's very cool. It's a kind of no, you know, no judgment, no whatever. Let's just all enjoy being nerds together. Yeah, exactly. And the uh, the first graphic artist team that I had gone to, not the artist himself, but an actual company who could do the computer end of it, and then get that sent to the print shop. Mm -hmm. When I first went in to talk to them about what they needed in formats and in different um, uh, programs, or how the art needed to come to them, 
that I was talking to him about. We started talking about Planet Comic Con, mm-hmm. and then we started nerding about nerding out about Batman, and then we started <laughs> nerding about all these other things. And by the time we were done, he didn't even charge me anything. He's like, ah, he's like, I'll just do it. I'll just, you know, I'll just do this thing. We'll send it over to the printer, and we'll do some test runs, and we'll see how it goes, and then we'll decide. That's cool. So yeah, it all came out of you know nerdy comic book stuff. Very and cool. Yeah, so it's funny how everything sort of once one nerd connects to another, it's just I'll help you out whoever I can. Right. Yeah, right. So it's really cool. And that's the that's like one of the good parts of D and D is that you can really kind of form a community around it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way to play. Well, there I guess there are several ways to play a game and not uh, end up like friends with people afterwards. Because yeah, right. But. Well, if you've got a good campaign, chances are you're playing with a lot of good friends. Mm-hmm. So. Or you can lose some friends. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like the opposite happens. You know, you lose friends more than... Or, I mean, you make friends more than you lose friends. Yeah. Right, right. But occasionally... It can happen. Sometimes it depends it happen, on how the game goes. Yeah. It's very strange. Now, what was that con we went to that had the undercon where they had... Uh, that is Conquest in Casey. Conquest. So I don't know if you've ever been to that, but uh-uh. they have a thing called Undercon, and it's all... Um, Board game or so about I'd say like thirty percent of it is devoted to board games and role playing games, and the other much more massive part of it is a huge uh, uh, like Warhammer type games, mm-hmm. various they, Warhammer type games. But so they many have amazing setups. Actually, three D constructs that yeah. they made of towns and villages and. I mean, I was just blown away by all of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, those are amazing. I've never seen that, but it was that was really incredible. Uh, and all I could think of was the the money and time that they put into building all mm-hmm. of that stuff. I mean, you really got to that's your that would be your hobby. That would be your yeah. You dedicate yeah, yourself to for sure. So, right. You know, if you just have something like you like playing D and D once once a week at a certain time, uh, the uh, little uh, adhesive template mm-hmm. that you've got for the board would be an easy way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see where that goes and mm-hmm. how long it takes. It may it take a long time, but it's been it's been yeah. fun. Yeah, or if you're just starting with, you know, younger players or you're in college and you don't have as much space in your dorm room. Right. That I mean, right. those are all the things you just keep them in on I'm sure wax paper or whatever. It, yeah, it goes oh. right. You can actually it has the outline of each Perfect. decal so it just lays right back in its spot oh, and you just nice. put it in a folder and uh-huh. put it where, where would where would one go to look for a game? In your like, opinion, look for a campaign. You had to play. Jeez, any one of the game shops. You know, oh. they have weekly, not weekly. They have daily games, nightly mm-hmm. games. Yeah, I was gonna go try to find something at Sparta, but Sparta's not there anymore. Well, there is a West Oak game shop that opened that's independently owned. Like, I think it's always good to try and support local game shops whenever you can. All the Dragon's Lair shops have games. Yeah, Dragon's Lair, which is an oldie but goodie. I love the one out north. Yeah, the game shop in Bellevue. They have games going on. Krypton Comics. Uh, oh yeah, Krypton's a good one. They've got a good game gaming space. Yeah, if there's a uh, like, if there's a game shop, chances are that sells RPG stuff. Chances are they've got open groups there looking for players or mm-hmm. or just uh, having open play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spielbound. They do some. Uh, they do some RPG stuff. They're downtown, right? Yeah. Been a while. It's like to get the timing. It's like because now I'm aware that you guys stop. It's like like there's like how long do you play? Three, four hours? 
Stop. Uh, kind of depends on the group. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, the last time I played, I was fifteen, and we played four days straight. Oh, I mean, geez. we didn't sleep. We literally stayed up, and it's like it, it hurt. That, yeah, but that's it's like we did that. That's what we did. So, power of caffeine and sugar right? compels you. And, yeah. being, and being fifteen. And true. being fifteen, yeah. that helps. So it really does. But uh-huh. it's like, uh, it was a smelly, painful mess by the time <laughs> we were all done. Yeah, I've. Like, I've done my, I've done my, I've never done four days before, yeah, no. but I've done eight to 12 hours before. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I can see eight to 12 hours. The yeah. other place yeah. is called the Geek Shop. Oh, the West O one? Yeah, yeah. the Geek Shop. Ooh, Where is I it? haven't Where been is it? there. Yeah, it's, it's off of like 180th and Pacific. Oh. So they, they let you bring in food. They've got some snacks. Really? Um, hey, Katie, a new game shop. <laughs> they, they do late nights on Friday and Saturday too, and they'll do premiere games and you know demonstrate them. Yeah. So, Are you saying you haven't played since you were fifteen? No, I have not. Well, I tried to play with Seth, but he will not have me. No, Where it's not that I won't have, have you. Game. It's that I've got six people in my campaign already. That's a lot. That <laughs> yeah. that is a lot. Like, and we are unruly. See, I'm God, yes, we have coming. Jenna. You click, you hear the clicking? I, it never stops. Just click. Well, you get to play when we do our. So our yeah. yes. Yeah. So yes, something I you can... See, I get to play with Benito. <laughs> yeah, well... Something so what's you, this? Oh, yeah, there, there it is right there. All right, that's fine. So something you can do if I you want the you. RPG experience but can't find a DM is you can go and find a game that's RPG-like. There's one that's very popular right now called Gloomhaven that a lot of people like. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I uh, posted a few of, uh, advertisements of that on Jant. It's mm-hmm. like... It sounds like a quick version that you can play by yourself. You you can play with it by yourself or with a crew. You can. And it's an ongoing game, much like any uh, campaign. and has an ongoing story, a city you can actively build. It's, How does that work? Is it just like the story is like based on dice throws, and if you get a certain number, you have a different story? A certain encounter. They, they have kind of a campaign planned out, from what I understand, and certain encounters will have certain setups. And you will have persistent heroes that level up and stay with you, or even die. And so, what you're telling me is, I have to make my own D and D with blackjack and hookers. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's exactly uh, what I'm right. telling you. That's that's kind of you want. Like, I might want to join that campaign. This, so. Do they have like a Match.com? <laughs> you already have blackjack and hookers. <laughs> For this, well, where you fill out your personality types Tender. and stuff, and you know. You know which person you don't want on your campaign, so. <laughs> right? Oh, right. I think Jenna just That's had an inspiration. Need. Well, the Something. Geek Shop actually, they through their site, they have some type of uh, game gamer connections. Like, so it's not quite Tinder, but if you post and stuff, they will. You'd have to go to the website to see um, West Omaha Game Shop, but it allows you to get connected with someone like. You know, hey, I'm looking for someone to do a campaign. Elf, elf cleric seeking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really should. I should want. Like, if I had a lot of extra time, I should like 100% make some sort of app like Grinder, where you're just like trying to find a yeah, RPG group. Should we not go group. as far as Grinder? Maybe more Tender. Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I I I no. I'm not a bad idea. I mean, people are always looking for games. Yeah. Yeah, people looking for people to play with. Like, like uh, Bill was saying, uh, Elf Cleric seeks group for adventure. (laughs) And actually, what you could do is you could set it up like um, anyone ever. No chaotic, no chaotic evil. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Has anyone ever been a couch surfer? Like officialcouchsurfer.org. I don't know. What? Yeah. So couch surfing is this fantastic phenomenon where uh, you can connect. (laughs) 
Linda. <laughs> Don't judge me, Linda. <laughs> Where uh, you basically, if you're traveling, you connect with people. And, you know, hey, I'm going to the city. I'm looking for a cup of coffee. I'm looking for someone to show me around. Or I'm looking for a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And you don't exchange money, but basically, like, maybe you buy them dinner or you share an experience of traveling and you have a couch to surf on. Hmm. So the thing, what was really cool about the application the organization is um, that there were way, they could, people could rate you as a traveler, but you could also rate your host. Oh, neat. So it's... Even though it was free, there was like you had to certify you are who you are by donating a dollar, mm-hmm. so they can connect your bank accounts. They know who you were, but then it's like if you're a terrible host, people are gonna write about you. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're a terrible guest, they're gonna write about you. So if you add that element to a, such a game app, mm-hmm. this person was fun to play with. This person cheats. This person's you know like <laughs> this person. This person is chaotic neutral, no matter yeah. what their alignment is. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> This so, person complained to be in my game, and I just wouldn't let him in ever. So yeah, yeah, these things happen. Six players quit uh, bitching. <laughs> so how often do you guys play? We play once a week, regularly. Yeah, for sure, every Thursday. Okay. Yeah. And then that, you, so you record all those sessions, and then they go up on your. No, we don't actually. We have we have separate ones. We play religiously every week with people who may not want to either do an audio or a video okay. you know, type thing. Which is fine. They I mean, want you know, no evidence. Right, true. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody is a look at me. Yeah. So we have a nice game where we can just all sit down and eat snacks and play, and there's no yeah. pressure. Are they and different then, it's like to play the recorded games versus the not recorded games? Is it they're like they're different casual? campaigns. It's like, oh, what do you mean? Are they different? Uh, is it easier? I mean, it's, it's like, are there steps you have to take when you're recording that may slow the game down no. or make it less organic? No, not at all. Right. They, you don't have any idea the camera's even on you because someone okay. else is running the switcher. And, and How many cameras do you have? We run, let's see, we have five cameras, I think. Uh, Four cameras, five cameras. Yeah. So that's between the map, the DM, the players. We had a dice cam for a while. I'm not sure if we still have the dice cam. We may may not have that anymore. I don't that's remember. That's fun. Yeah. So but that's because we've been throw in the same space. And yeah, well, there's space. actually a little thing thrown in the dice oh. tray. But the reason I'm not, I don't remember off the top of my head is because we are, we're on hiatus from uh, D&D just for last. And it's just because we had so many live shows coming up with uh, mm-hmm. with the cons and, and mm-hmm. con season and whatnot. But we will start in January again with that show. And that'll, that one runs live on uh, Facebook and Twitch. Oh, okay. And that's every other Wednesday that we do oh, those games. I see. Oh. Yeah, so. so that would be twitch.com slash just for laughs. Go RPG. Go R- slash got, go RPG. We'll look it all up when the time comes, but it's something. Like yeah, that. we'll get all the links and make yeah. sure we get them in the okay. episode yeah. Uh, description. Yeah, so Because I need to follow a few. Twitch has been fun. Twitch is a little oversaturated, so, mm. you know, you're definitely a small fish in a big pond. But it's fun to be able to say, hey, you know, go to Switch, or Twitch and you can watch it here and from it's good I, to be everywhere. Yeah, yeah, from what I understand, there are a few the different services are that are trying to start up and looking for good stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't remember them off the top of my head, so I'll Just look them up later. Yeah. yeah. Put them in the description. Yeah. We get our most views from Facebook Live, and then as the video's up for a while, you know, we're, you know, nine hundred and a thousand people will come through. Wow. Oh, wow. Watch on Facebook. So Way better numbers than Twitch. How do I get on there from Facebook? To watch the to, oh, if you go to the Go RPGs yep. group page, it'll give you alerts too. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I get like alerts when they're about to go live. What's that? Is it like a watch party or is it something different? Well, it, you go on there to watch us play. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but will like an alert pop up in my? Yeah, when we're when we're going live. Okay. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right, sweet. <laughs> yeah, we're about to start Waterdeep, which will be a gigantic campaign, uh, campaign, and so yeah. we're finishing Ravenloft now in our regular campaign, Ooh. which has been really fun. We're probably on session twenty something, twenty five maybe. That one's been fun. And these are just normally purchasable campaigns that, yeah, are, I, that the, you buy? And then... The reason I wanted to do Ravenloft, we had done a, some homebrews with other um, dungeon masters that we play with, and I just kept remembering when I was 15, 16 years old that uh, the campaign Ravenloft had come out. Mm-hmm. And it was such a departure from what we were doing with dungeon crawls and you're fighting goblins and yeah. mm-hmm. you know, dragons, and it's all the classic Dungeons and Dragons stuff. And when Ravenloft came out, it was a take on horror, so... You're fighting a vampire, and you know there's werewolves and uh, full moon and and cool. everything really cool hammer sort of sto- style horror. Yeah. So when that came out, I just remember as a kid thinking that was such a fun departure and so much. And I was starting to get into horror movies anyway at that point, so I really latched onto that. So then 35 years later, uh, when we start playing again, I thought I'm going to go back to find that campaign from '84 <laughs> and I'll just change it over to the new 5e rules. Mm-hmm. And I want to take my friends through it. Yeah. And then as I was doing the research, it turns out they'd already done that. Mm-hmm. It's already in this whole big book. Huh. So I get the whole the big book. It's called Curse of Strahd. And if you play it, you start out at level one, and then by the time you're done playing, you're level nine. So that's how big this campaign is. Wow. And uh, we were already a few levels up anyway, and I thought, these guys aren't going to sit through 200 campaigns of the same, of the same game. Right. It takes place in a bigger area. You're traveling from one township to another, and you're having all these encounters. And then at the end, when you come to the castle to fight Straw the Vampire, by that point, they're assuming you're going to be level eight or nine. Mm-hmm. So I just want to go straight to the castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, right. Like you do. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So we came into town. I brought him in, and we did a little tour of Barovia, and we get the history of the tower and Strahd and the backstory of what's going on. And, and just enough to get my players to the castle. Of course, I have to bring the big baddie down a little. Yeah. And, you know, tame him down a little. And the encounters in the castle tame those down a little bit. And then we just went in the castle and they started looking for Strahd. And oh. It's been a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. So how long, how long did that campaign go? How many? Well, that's what I was saying. I think we're 25. Wow. Yeah. We're 25 sessions in and they're not even, not even close. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. no. There's just all kinds of trap doors, and of course, Strahd can turn to any time that he gets all the way down to just a couple of hit points, yeah. he turns into mist and disappears. <laughs> Son of a Yeah, so being <laughs> that the, would be tough. Yeah, it's t- really tough on these yeah. guys. But there's certain things that have to happen to really, to really defeat him correctly, if that's the right way to say it. Yeah. And I'm not trying to railroad anybody, but I, ha- I have to keep, they're not finding the pieces they need to find. So I keep, as they miss it here, I have to move it here. And then. You know, oh, they're completely off, so we're going to teleport now to another part of the castle where I put it here, and then they may have missed it. And then, so we're, <laughs> I'm struggling with them trying to get all the pieces <laughs> together. And then the the crew split into three groups. Oh, oh no, don't split the a, party! Oh. In a gigantic castle that's. Oh, yeah. Haven't become, they seen Stranger oh, Things? My gosh. Never split the party. <laughs> it's got the most elaborate, beautiful map that was ever drawn in, in Dungeons and Dragons history. Mm. These guys sound like the psych project I had in, in Psych 102. Cool. Elaborate, I named Biff. Who could not do a Skinner box? And it sounds like you've got Biff in your a little, yeah. a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. He won't press the bar. If you <laughs> press the bar, it'll give you food. I mean, sure. I don't know what that feels like at all with my campaign. <laughs> well, hey. neither do I because hey. you won't let me in it. We so keep you entertained. What did I say? Quit bitching. <laughs> <laughs> you do keep me entertained. If nothing else, 
So it's been fun. And the other thing, so too, is... So you were they... beaten by a lab rat? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> John <laughs> <took> her. <laughs> Charles hey, took out the appropriate thing here. <laughs> it, it, it was a plus nine lab rat, man. It's <laughs> a plus nine lab rat. Dire lab rat? It was a dire lab rat, yeah. That's mm. funny. He well, just, and he'd, just, he'd get on the bar. So all he would do is like lean on it, and there's food. But now he'd get on and he'd like, look at me like, like he's taunting me. I'm on the bar. He's like, yeah, see? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Not going to push it. Yeah. <laughs> So you said you are playing in 5e right now. 5e. So, like, uh, I'm playing in Pathfinder, mm -hmm. and I have source books for fate, a, a fate system, and I think a couple more, and my old 3.5 books mm -hmm. still. So there's a lot of different systems you can play in. You've played in, really I think, 3.5, mm -hmm. didn't you say? Pathfinder, yeah. 5e is so simple. Really? But it's almost... <laughs> I'm going to say two things here that are complete opposites. It's kind of hard to die in 5e. Mm -hmm. But then the guys I'm playing with through my castle crawl, they just keep dying. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not finding the stuff either. Oh, so you, goodness. you literally have Biff the Lab Rat. In so party, so yeah. we, we've had to come up with, I had to come up with, there's dark magic in the castle. And so every time you die, you come back. But some oh. of your abilities are down a little bit. Mm. You've got some kind of weird things going on. Right. But I've got, you know, one that she keeps dying and she just comes back. She's just this complete crazy black demon weirdo, chaotic <laughs> evil, doesn't know what's going on. Her mind's been melted so many times and brought back to life. Is, is I it, don't, is it, is stop it looking at me. Is it her fault or is it <laughs> just, she started? just gets those rolls? No. Just, started. It just happens. It's like um, some weird luck. Of, without, of getting, without getting too nerdy, there was one section where they had gone through a doorway and forgot to check for traps. Oh. And as you're going through the doorway, just in that one span of one step, you go to this other dimension <laughs> where you just see the most horrific things you could possibly imagine and then take that times a thousand. And so it gets, it, it just gets so bad and it's all this uh, mental damage that you take and the visions that you see. Well, one of the characters clawed his eyes off, clawed his eyeballs out. Ah. It's so bad. <laughs> So, so a, the girl, Grand Horizon kind of stuff. Yeah, kind yeah. of, right. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of. So the girl runs through there. She's going, I'm going to go, you know, help him, try to heal him. She runs through the doorway. <laughs> and then so she goes through this whole thing. Claws her eyeballs out. Then she goes back out the doorway. It is still that no one's cleared the thing of the magic yet. She goes back out, so it's even worse. There's, I think she slit her throat or something. It was, just, <laughs> it was horrible. So she's laying on the ground dying. But nobody seemed to care. <laughs> Well, let's take care of this door, and then let's search this room. So she's out there by herself. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not and so quite dead yet. Some, <laughs> some fog rolls in, and some wolves drag her off. Oh and no! Then, so she's off in a whole different part of the of the oh, of the no. castle, and the dogs chew her to Pete, which was just horrible. We're rolling the whole time, and she's trying to fight for her life with these dogs that are just shredding her to pieces. But when you say is it her fault? No, the group just left her. And the Aww. dogs drug her off. She how died. Can, right. How can you? What, I, then there's there's issues with these people. Yeah. It's like you gotta. You gotta well, and that's the group. thing too. I'm like, you hear a scream from outside the door. Yeah. And it's getting fainter and fainter as they're mm. dragging her off. But there's still, you know, there's shiny things on the wall and swords and and magic books. They're trying to look through and they're like, I oh, will just find her later. And, <laughs> well, because your dungeon is but generous, you, people keep coming back to life. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Just bits and pieces of them. Right, right. I'll just sew it back together. Just, it's fine. Oh, she, she did come over there. Back, but, yeah, there. But if yeah. a little bit over here, we're talking about five E, and it, it is kind of hard to die. Like you get so many rolls to, you don't just die when you get down to zero hit points. You just you're unconscious, mm -hmm. and then you get 
you can get up to what is it uh, five rolls you know if you get two you know failed death saves but you get three good death rolls or death saves and you survive and then there's everybody's got healing magic and you can you know, if you're just conscious enough, somebody can pour a, a healing potion down your throat and you're back up. And well, I remember that. So it's really kind of hard to die. In the 80s, we had I played a system called the Arduin Grimoire system. And it's like, they had a weird critical system. If you rolled a 20, you then uh, took two 20, uh, two 20-sided dice. And you rolled those. And it had a chart with 100 different outcomes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like... It's like I remember I was I once was fighting a dragon, and I critical. Or actually, I hit a one, and a one it has you know same thing. I rolled that, and I killed it. I, I, it said I slipped, and <laughs> my knife accidentally cuts his crotted. The uh, opponent <laughs> dies instantly. And it's like this was like <laughs> a, a, like a massively huge. My, my character literally yeah. went up like like four. Levels <laughs> from doing that. It was like, it was the weirdest thing. Oh, so, you're, so, your character is not a real boy in that instance? No, not at all. <laughs> it, was, it was literally, I should have named him Pinocchio or Newman or something like that. But it's like, but it's like do, do, do any of the games have systems like that? They do have systems. They do have the 100 die, 100 side mm-hmm. die roll things that. Uh, some there's some magic surge that happens for some of the characters. and yeah. Some of it's good. Some of it, very, very few, but sometimes mm-hmm. a, a one. Uh, I guess that would be, yeah, a death roll yeah. in its own special way. But yeah, there's there's a something that's called the deck of many things. Oh yeah, it's maybe not quite like that, but it's sort of similar to that. Based on dice rolls, you can your whole campaign can just go down the toilet. Like everybody all of a sudden is in a in a whole other dimension, <laughs> and they can't move or see each other, and it's pitch black, or you know, or something really good happens. But the odds are sort of in the favor of negative things happening. Mm. So. I slipped that in there just to see what these guys were. <laughs> so they got. So they, you like they were. They like, just put it in their bag of holding and just thought, well, we'll use this at the very end if something catastrophic happens with this it big, sounds like big you're, boss. You're like you're like actually doing experiments on these on this particular group because kinda. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like you yeah. kind of do that when you're a DM just you, to kind of see what, how your group responds. It can get a little I cookie cutter. I would know how you not. do things, but you know, I, I imagine. <laughs> that's bitch, how, like, bitch, how bitch, yeah, bitch, you, bitch. Were you? A player before you became a DM? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I play. I've been playing for oh god since college, so about almost twenty years now. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually get to get into it until I got to college because there was no one playing out in Hershey, Nebraska. Oh yeah, I bet not. Yeah. No, How many people not live in Hershey, Nebraska. Five hundred when I was last there, yeah. and they did not, in fact, have a game store. It was Monopoly or Bust. <laughs> right? Oh, dear God. Oh, Game stores funny. were Satan. <sighs> so, Speaking yeah. of which, how about the Satanic Panic? When you were playing, that probably would have oh, been... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was right in the middle of that. I never played that. You never no, played the Satanic not, Panic? It, nope. It's not a game. <laughs> it's the, the panic that people had saying that D&D is witchcraft. Oh, it's teaching kids sorcery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You wore, oh, yeah. If you wore All heavy right. metal t-shirts and had long, dark hair. Yeah. Which I did. Yeah, yeah I, well, I guess that's why people cross the street when I walk by. But yeah, well, yeah, I mean, like they were like the po- uh, some of the popular Christian belief was that playing D and D, you were learning how to cast yeah. real magic. Well, I was also into to to rush, 
And Rush likes to use pentagrams on things. So yeah. my, my T-shirts, you know, did not inspire confidence in this I'm room. I'm surprised you're still alive. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Well, in I, wasn't in, I wasn't in Rome, Nebraska. I was in, like, Groton, Connecticut at that time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, a little bit more open-minded, shall we say. Yeah. I would not have survived the Western Nebraska experience in a, in a Rush T-shirt, I don't think. Yeah. Well, how was it playing D&D back during the satanic panic? It was interesting. I remember being in school, and that's about How many that. parents, like, came and... Yeah, exactly. That Tom Hanks the movie Bible at your head. Out, the Mazes and Monsters movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of parents saw that. And we had a pretty good-sized group of Dungeons & Dragons players in my little hometown, McCook, Nebraska. There's probably six or seven of us probably. I lived there for nine months, man. That's a terrible place. It's yeah, like, it's, it's evil. It's, it's tough. My grandparents lived there. My dad yeah. grew up there, so. Yeah, it was rough. It's, they they watched everything I did. It's like, they knew when I, they looked out the window. I saw the curtains ruffle when I looked <laughs> over. It's like, and my aunt always had an update on where I'd been. It's like, oh, that's who's just watching? A, yeah, that's, that's just a Midwest that's, thing. That's, no, that's just a wrong, creepy ass, like, that's a Midwest. Like, don't that's, look at me thing. It's like, here. I guess it's it's the difference between rural and urban. Yeah. But it's right. like, yeah, no one cares in the big city, but well, sure there's, seem to care there's in the an entirely city. different survival because I'm from the West Coast. And so where I grew up, you survived by not noticing things. <laughs> no. And so you come here. No police officer. I didn't see no, anyone it's, it's drive through here. Like, no, so if you're getting mugged, what you'll see is the window shades closing, right? Yeah. Or if you're, that's not. So you come here, and the neighbors are watching yeah, what you're doing. It's the exact opposite. I presume it's a survival instinct. Um, or it's just and, being nosy. We're being nosy, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. but it's it's, but there there is a. Very odd, different, different way of doing things. Both probably irritating. Yeah, right. I, I was irritated when I first moved out here. People the neighbors, watching you. Yeah. Uh, you know, are, yeah. Are, are you saying you're not irritated now? Yeah. Well, I remember we were going to have a whole <laughs> segment on the show saying what's eating Charles. Uh, if I remember correctly, you're you're not. But, but I'm known for your. But confidence. I remember being nervous about playing. Uh, D&D when I was in middle school because of the satanic hmm. overtones and do you do, yeah. do you try to play it with your group at school or not yeah, and, that's... and that was I and I don't I know at one point we did but I think we started out uh, the kid that was getting me involved with the, the dungeon mask we started out not playing at the school mm-hmm. and at some point I know we we got permission or something, hmm. but we. I remember being nervous about it. Yeah, and I remember being warned by my mother mm-hmm. not to. Yeah. Well, you knew you. You think that it, it wasn't being warned that it, she didn't think that Satan was going to take over my soul. It was more <laughs> like, by the way, the other parents might yeah. think they think Satan's going to mm-hmm. take over your soul. Look out for those Christians. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was yeah. But you'd think if there was anything to this black magic stuff that the news would be covering stories about people getting turned into newts and, you know... <laughs> demons weird, Yeah, demons Gates opening and... Right? But back then they were covering stuff like that. It was yeah. all BS. But there were all these news stories about so-and-so's possessed and was yeah, it ghosts? If mean, you really and, look at the things that Christian do to save other people's souls, it's like, I'll, I'll take the possession. <laughs> it's wow. like it's like what you want to press me? You want to put like a barn door on me and just keep loading rocks? You want to 
dunk me underwater, and if I don't drown, then I'm a witch, so you have to yeah, burn true. me alive. It's like all the things. It's like, I'll take the possession. I'll, possession I'll, for 200, Alex. Yes. <laughs> all I can say is if D&D really let me cast Magic Missile, I would be all in. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Right. I had forgotten about Satanic Panic, obviously. Yeah, was, Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, it, There is certain immunity to wearing pentagrams on your shirts. Yeah. It's like, obviously, I kind of went to the far other side, and apparently, you know, my group of friends did the same thing, and I guess, I guess, that's why we didn't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. it couldn't be that, you know, I was very lucky. We were antisocial, but... My parents just, they realized it was just garbage, and just a bunch <laughs> yeah. of kids having a good time, and... You know, one of the friends in our group, it was a girl, and she'd bake cupcakes or brownies every week. And we'd, <laughs> Cha-ching! You know, ah, nice. the most wholesome. Right, yeah. And they knew we were, you know, we were off the streets, and we weren't doing Yeah, that's the big thing. It's like... We were at another kid's parents' house playing in the basement. And Come to Satanism, we have cupcakes? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I really like reading and kind of studying up on the Satanic Panic, because... It's very interesting. I, I was... I was definitely in the conservative Christian culture, like small town conservative Christian at the time. You were in the Christian belly button of the world. (laughs) Yeah, Ord, Nebraska is right about the time where I was when the Satanic Panic was really going on. And I remember that uh, people were 100% convinced that there was a cult in the next town over, Mm. and they were coming over and kidnapping kids. And probably sacrificing them either at the baseball diamond or somewhere in the park. Wow. And, like, we thought it was 100% real because we went out to the park once and we found melted candles. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, they were, I mean, law enforcement at the time, they were they were teaching law enforcement officers to look for pentagrams and what this meant. And, you know, if you happen <laughs> to see this in the park, it probably was a satanic ritual that was happening. They, there was my my hometown on the west uh, coast. They actually arrested police officers for being part of a satanic cult. They did huh. for what? 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 How do you? What? What evidence did they have? Uh, they mostly just yeah, sorry. They yeah, that was so so there was this whole um, up until around 1990, the whole build up. They. Is this like the the way they confessed in the Inquisition, like on the I, rack I think well, they found a guy that. Um, him and his his family, I say his daughters, were easily suggestible. Mm. But he was a sheriff, and so then he confessed, and he, in his as they, as they questioned him, he would go, "Yeah, I must have done it." And then he started bringing other people in, and they oh, had no. it was a daily thing in the home. Yeah, there's a. It's a, it's a real st- and that, Sounds anyway, like an Arthur Miller story. Oh, it is. Well, and, well, it was. It was. Well, I remember following this. And then it just kind of disappeared. Well, it it's just people, yeah, when they were interrogated, people just went, yeah, or no. Or, yeah. And there was just enough people going, yeah, uh-huh. well, a lot. that it, it kept going for a while. Yeah, a lot of the stories relied on the testimony of children. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. And a, lo- a lot of Which the were cases, being suggested. To, yeah, a lot of the cases yeah. were daycares. Daycare daycare yeah. yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's what this was, too. It started out with a psychiatrist and... Mm-hmm. Kids having nightmares. And mm-hmm. It's the West Memphis Three. That's probably probably the best if you're going to encompass what's going on with the Satanic Panic. It was really interesting how those three kids just got, you know, got blamed for the murder of some other, you know, little kids, and a lot of other evidence was there to prove otherwise, and it was probably someone else, but it was just ignored because these kids had listened to heavy metal music right. and you know, wore band T-shirts, and I think it's a three-part documentary. I think they mm-hmm. followed it over about three decades of these these 
three kids who you oh. know, grew to adults in prison and yeah. how the case progressed. But it's oh. really interesting. I could have gone it's to a prison. Fun, for not that? a fun watch. An interesting one. Yeah. Damn. With the right have, evidence and the wrong de police yeah. department. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read uh, The Darkest Dungeon? By Jack, it was it's an old uh, chick track that came out in the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. yeah, I know. Now that you said that, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we, I posted so it on my page. We do not. Oh, it's so on the GoRPG right. page. Really? Oh, okay. I put it on there. So like the link to the comment. If you're not familiar, there's this guy named Jack Trick who put, Jack Chick who puts out these Christian uh, comic oh, tracks. Oh yeah, I remember those. And there was, and they're all. They're all bullshit. They but, are. I mean, uh, they're like, amazing. They yeah, are. they're really fun. Yeah, they're Super amazing fun. bullshit. Just wild. Uh, <laughs> but there's one called the Darkest Dungeon, which was his warning to the Christian community on role-playing games, <laughs> in which uh, a pair of girls are playing uh, are pl- in, a, in a game with their, I believe, dungeon mistress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sex. Oh, mm-hmm. oh! There, there was some. There, there are some implied things there, uh, but uh, so in like the first panel of the comic, uh, one of the girls' character dies, completely not as a result of anything she did, which wouldn't happen in a game anyway. But then. That, she, that sounds like Benito's games roll like that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, usually it's your character, the the character, your player's uh, own. Stupidity. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you wouldn't just kill them without letting them have some choice in it. But then, this the, the girl in the comic kills herself because she let her character die. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... <laughs> Which is what you do. Meanwhile, the dungeon mistress pulls over the other girl who had lived and is like, You are ready for the real magic. <laughs> and yeah. begins indoctrinating her into the satanic cult until she uh, is rescued by a mustached, very white Christian man, and they burn all the books. Thank well, God for one of the panels is just the girl's, the girl's feet. Man. Like, hang, there's like might be a chair that had fallen over, and her feet uh-huh. are just hanging in the because she killed herself. herself. Yeah. Oh God. They actually yeah. made a live action I, film of that. Oh, they like, did, but did it's on they? YouTube. It's it's sort of a spoofy. But oh, it's, it's very yeah. spoofy. Like it's really whoever fun. like they sold the rights to these people, and they did not know the movie that they were gonna make because <laughs> <laughs> it is not like it's, we're totally dungeon. doing this for Jesus. Yeah, with lesbian overtones. <laughs> well, that kind of reminds me of, of the little video that you said you did, uh, like filmed under the door with. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I I kind of like I visualized that because it's great because what you did is like you made everyone think about what was really happening rather than showing mm-hmm. it. It's like, can I find that anywhere? I want. Oh yeah, I think maybe we had talked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, maybe the links and things. Yeah. Yeah. I've got all the links. Cool. Just hit me up on oh. on Messenger, and I'll just give you the. I will do that. The link to watch it. So, so here's a hundred dollar question. Uh, fantasy football, D and D for jocks or no? <laughs> <laughs> we can take our answers around. I'm the gonna. Table. S- okay, yeah, go around the table. I I'd say yes, because it's all stats and building your perfect team. I mean, you aren't playing the game so much. But it's kind of similar to some other RPGs in which you will 
you know, build your team and then let them go against a different team. Yep, and it's a community. It's a community thing. It's done yeah. together. I guess you aren't really playing a role, but, I mean, a lot of the mechanics are the same, mm -hmm. or at least similar. Well, I mean, they're not actually constructing teams with the characters. They're constructing them with what they think they're going to do. Well, I mean, no, the, the player And the, the stats are rolled out, and they figure that... Yeah, the like players are the characters, but, though. Mm -hmm. But You're basically they, playing the coach. Yeah. Oh, you know, well, the GM or the DM. That the sucks coach. when your prime player gets a broken leg and you're, you're done for the season. I mean, it sucks yeah. when your fight that happens to your fighter, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? I, you, you can get broken legs in D&D? &D? Oh, geez. Yeah. I yeah. just said you, that guy clawed his eyeballs. He was uh, blind for 10 well, yeah, sessions of the game. Then, you mean 10 melee rounds or 10? No, probably 10 actual. I ate a terrible rat that was game. diseased and got dysentery. <laughs> no, no, you barely trail. avoided that. The Oregon Trail is a, is a game now? <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Well, what does he do? For, do they have to lead him around? He, he did. Fight, he can. had disadvantage on all of his attacks. And I think so. Can he, can he attack? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. can attack. You can attack. Wouldn't you, can you be attack more blind. than likely to attack your own people? That can happen. That if can somebody's happen. standing yeah. too close, they have to roll yeah. things that are like uh, a dexterity check to see if they uh, got out of the way mm -hmm. of a swing. And So in my, in my college days... Yeah. Um, when I was in the engineering department, and in, in that, that phase where you don't have any personal time, you just, you know, and I had a, you know, you had, I did one of my group projects, there was a guy in the group project, real devout Christian, who was also struggling, like he's great, I mean, I, from talking with his grades weren't doing very well, anyway, I bumped into him in the computer lab, and he was playing a video game. <laughs> and I'm, which I was baffled by at the time, not, but just in the moment, you know, next two weeks, not time to be playing video games, right? right. And, um, so, but I asked him about the video game and he starts describing, I don't know which game it was, but this is back in the early nineties. Hmm. So, um, but he goes, well, you get to be a your own person and you, you trade and you, you kind of develop your own story and you get points and you can go up a level and I'm going so this is like a and d and he goes no d and is for sinners or something to that effect <laughs> wow. and I went could it be Satan have, have fun with your game but I went oh, but I remember walking away going oh, oh my god this guy has actually had such a pure life <laughs> That he's gotten um, derailed by what special. I would call subpar D and D. No, right? Because that was a stupid well, game. I, I've it heard, wasn't. Yeah, I've heard you. I've heard you t tell this story before, and from what it sounds like, is he was playing one of the early muds, the massively. Uh, uh, it's a text-based, massively uh, role-playing game. Sounds like that. Pre, yeah. pre. Uh, oh dang, I can't. Is it kind remember. of like the game that Sheldon was playing online when? During the episode with Priya and uh, Leonard, where he said, uh, "Grab axe." Yeah, yeah. It was like that. Web. It was like that. Yeah. So, so it was a role-playing game, but he had been told Dungeons and Dragons is evil, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so, like, there were no. To me, it's really a funny thing because to me, the, it was like there were no stop signs or yield or warning signs for him when he got into role-playing. <laughs> 
on the computer because it wasn't. Right. It wasn't. Dungeons it hadn't been. It hadn't been labeled sinful for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had not been labeled sinful. <laughs> uh, well, so I don't w- know. Would would fantasy football satisfy I, your D and D cravings in terms of? I mean, not for me. I like. I mean, one. I couldn't tell you anything about football other than you kick it sometimes. Uh, run it other times. Football, you kick it sometimes. It's like, I, I like that. There you, there you go. Uh, ESPN. That's a Facebook quote. That is. I'm just ESPN, that's here. mine now. You have to pay me to use it. Uh, Here's a nickel. No, I like character creation. I like, I like the stories that go along with it. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, Given the, given the choice, would you rather be a dungeon master or a character? Oh, man. See, I love playing. Ideally, I get to do both. Like, I've got a campaign that I can run and a campaign that I can play in. Yeah. Because, one, or when you're, when you're playing a character, you've got all the fun of, like, building that character. You get really invested in building them with the, whatever system you're in just kind of the way you want. Like, uh... Uh, my very first character I really liked because I had built him as a uh, dual-wielding fighter who got to use two oversized swords because I used the, just the, like, the right combination of feats and feats and whatnot, and that was really fun. <coughs> but in the campaign I'm running, I'm having a lot of fun just like with whatever the hell these maniacs want to do next. Uh, do it a lot. Coming up with challenges for them and kind of like making a story with them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You, Benito, same question. Same thing. I'm lucky I get to play in 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 DM, but yeah. I think, gosh, I don't know. It's a real toss up. When I do get to play, you know, I play this this great righteous paladin that's half dragon, and I have a gigantic sword, and I get to yeah. run in and do cool acrobatic things, and that's a blast. What can a half but dragon then, do that other? Creatures can't do half fly. Swallow your whole half fly. I get to half fly right now. <laughs> I get to be a humanoid that breathes fire. Nice. Well, and I get automatic scale. Breathing fire would be awesome. But be uh, but as a dungeon master, <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. It keeps you on your toes. Mm-hmm. You really like. I really know what's gonna happen. I've got it all planned out. If they go here, I know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. They go here, I know what's gonna happen. And then, and then it just never happens. All right. I never. Did you, did you? I have a story for that. Oh if God! We, if, if we, we have time yeah, for real, that, no, real, this, real is a, quick, this is a this is a great story. It's like, do you like people to embellish their character to write up like character uh, information sheets and like, 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 well, like, like yeah, yeah, you gotta have well, it. Then, yeah. it are you, for, are you gonna be ready for Bill's eighty-four page backstory? Bill's Bill Bill goes there. Well, when we talk about the campaign that we're gonna run with you guys, then. You know, you can, it doesn't matter what your backstory is. Right. Well, it does to him. <laughs> I well, know I mean, you can does. turn it in, but... You're making a, an ancient uh, Jedi script book right now. You're actually kind of making up everything you're doing, but it's you're, it's awesome. No, I, I admire that, but you just be aware that, yeah. Before we get to the story, though, Benito, D&D, fantasy football? Oh, right, I'm sorry. Are the, what is Gosh, your thought? If I didn't, if all of a sudden I didn't have... Dungeons and Dragons, and all I had left was fantasy football, I could probably supplement it. because Convert. I think I could, because when you think about, you're doing research on all the players, which could be your, not necessarily your race so much, or your class. Mm-hmm. So I'm researching, you know, what college did they go to? 
you know, what athletic programs were they in? What were they good at? Start Previous picking my players. Sure, yeah. start picking my players based on that and whittling it down and creating, you know, not characters, but creating players based on the research and their their histories and mm. see if I can make a team that does well. So mm. I could probably figure out a way to make it work. Mm. Oh, that'd be sweet. But there's actually Seth a, lot, a story. Well, there's actually a lot of Kickstarters out there for fantasy football RPGs. Oh, yeah. is there really? Yeah. Oh, that's neat. There's a ton mm. of them. So, I guess before I get into mine, uh, I'm sure you've got a story when your players just just screwed up your plan for what was going to happen, and you just had to make it up on the on the fly. I did, and I'm going to go back to that same girl. <laughs> okay so the so the dog's a shredder and we brought her back as a really cool uh, demon because she 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 died and she went off and it's all dark magic and she got these great dark gifts yeah and she comes back and she's this little badass do you have to make a new character sheet for that well i did i didn't have to in this case but i'll get to that so she comes back all super evil and badass and super cool and she just messes with everybody in the group. She's just a little sister pain in the ass that just mm-hmm. steals things from the group when they're not looking and just constantly messing things up. <laughs> well, at one point, the, the vampire comes in and he kidnaps one of the girls in the group because mm-hmm. he wants to make her his new bride. Mm-hmm. So as he's taking her away, this pain in the ass character, the girl comes in to the room and he's like, come with me, my child, if you want to be great. Well, I just, that was a throwaway comment because they're walking towards a, a teleporting thing and they were just going to disappear. She's like, I'm in. And she goes with him. <laughs> I was like, and the game just ended. Luckily, it just ended at that point because we were done for the night. I was like, oh shit, now, now, what, now what am I going to do? So I had a week to, I came up with this great dark ritual and she was going to be a vampire shadow demon. And oh, I wrote up this really cool stat block and I gave her all these really cool abilities. So she had vampire abilities, and she had uh, some sh- shadow demon abilities, plus she had all of her magic from her warlock tiefling character. <laughs> so she's going to be this major baddie. And I just kept thinking, if she wants to be such a pain in the ass to the group, she's going to fight right alongside the boss. So when the boss needs to, because he's a vampire, yeah. so when he needs to be in his coffin resting, I've got this other character now <laughs> that she it. can just mess with him the whole time. Mm-hmm. Super excited. We had tons of text messages going back and forth. I was emailing her stat block. Mm-hmm. And talking to her about how she needs to play this character and how cool it's going to yeah. be. And uh, I told her, I said, when we come back next week, uh, Strahd, again, the vampire, needs to take a breather to recharge. But you're going to lead his uh, evil army to get these. Because I had to throw a dragon in. Yeah. These oh, guys okay. wanted a dragon. Sure. So I gave Strahd a dragon. <laughs> well, they, they killed the dragon. Oh. Well, that's Strahd's pet. So the vampire's super pissed off. But he's got to rest. <laughs> Yeah. So he tells this new character, um, well, her name's Christina. He tells Christina, he says, go get those guys. Go kick their ass. I just turned you in. And it was the, we turned off all the lights. We had candles and nice. ritual music oh, playing. Awesome. And we, I described <laughs> this amazing transformation of her character into this, now she's like six feet tall and she has like, uh, like wolf back legs. Yeah. And she has these like <laughs> That's awesome. bone wings and she's just super awesome. Anyway, so he says, go get them. They killed the dragon. I got to rest. And sends her on the way. The group defeated the dragon. They're super excited. They're celebrating. And then two, uh, two werewolves who have two direwolves 
It's a it's a werewolf with two direwolves and another set of those and bats. All the he, Strahd's throwing everything at him. Mm-hmm. So before the fight, I told her it was going to happen. That she's going to do this. And I said, I need you to just hang back, throw a lot of fireballs, let the werewolves, the direwolves, the yeah. bats, let these guys just do, let these guys do all the work. And as the hit points come down, you can come in for that final, you yeah. know, that final kill shot. So you're actually trying to kill the party at this point? Well, well, yeah, because they killed Strahd's dragon. Oh. They need to pay. <laughs> um, so anyway, so as it happens, there's a big, large room. And somebody had cast a, a spell that caused vines with, with uh, thorns on them. Yeah. So nobody could really do a whole lot. Uh, the wolves were kind of trapped in there, but they're working their way towards the door. If they can get through this doorway to where the group is, it's just going to be a total melee. So she gets there with the group. The bats are flying around. The dire wolves are working their way through the, the thorns. And it's going pretty well. And then... They came in first, and then Christine comes down to the door, this other doorway. So it's doorway, room, doorway. Okay. And the first thing she does, she's like, well, I can fly over these thorns. <laughs> she goes, flies over the thorns, so flies the direct, first one in. <laughs> first one in <laughs> oh, no. Flies through the doorway, and all the group is standing there waiting. And they all just attack they, her and take her right out. Yeah. She runs, <laughs> in, she runs into one. Oh. She, she flew into one. <laughs> She falls down, and then they just beat her on the ground, oh, stabbed her. Shit. <laughs> still so, shit. Yeah, so it took me, you know, a week of all this work oh, and all work these talks. Lost. She wasn't alive more than 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. my Aww. God. That would be now so she's depressing. dead. She's dead again. <laughs> so now we're going to play again on Thursday. I have to figure out what's going to happen with her. Is this person oh going God. to be listening to this show ever? Uh, probably, but she knows. <laughs> we joke around about it, but that's my story of where just yeah. my character that I thought was going to be right. the greatest baddie ever. Yeah. Do you have one, Seth? Just died. Oh. I do. It is the legend of the monk who fucks. All right, yes. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that was the one. Why do I, why do I feel this involves Jenna? It actually doesn't. doesn't. Really? Because okay. I am not a monk. No. <laughs> Jenna is our rogue. She's a rogue shifter. So... Our uh, our campaign revolves around uh, the group of heroes trying to start a rebellion against a tyrant ruler of a city. And he's got a lot of stuff going in the background that they don't know about, so I can't say anything about that right mm. now. But they're at the point in their uh, in the formation of this rebellion where they need to start recruiting allies and power, other powerful people who can help support them. And one of them, the... The uh, ruler, this ruler of the city, just turned on him and his group and basically declared them outlaws and arrested all of his people. And so the group approaches him, and he's like, he is a kind of a lawful good character, and he's like, okay, I want you to get my people out of jail, but I want you to do it within the law and mm-hmm. not just walk in there and murder everyone. <laughs> and I'm just like, not really having fun. <laughs> And so, they, to their credit, they go through a lot of work to do this. They get the, pro- they uh, find a uh, someone who can forge them the proper paperwork. They get costumes. They get a, a cart that they dress up in the city's police uh, colors <laughs> so that they look completely legit. And Jenna. Her character hangs back because the police know her. Yeah, okay. I'm a local, so I've been to jail and at least a half dozen times. 
in my life growing <laughs> up in the city. So I, I can't do it. I'm like, I'll just hang out, guys. <laughs> Drink. Unfortunately for the group, she's the only one who can tell any sort of lie convincingly. <laughs> yes. And so the rest of them get in there, and the <laughs> warden of the prison is an inquisitor who's really good at sussing out lies. And they hand her the they hand her the the paperwork, the forged documents, and they actually convince her. So that's one step down. And then but then as like she's filling out like her end of the paperwork, she's just like making small talk. Like, hey, <laughs> oh, no. How how long has it been since you started serving this evil deity that we all serve here in this city? And they're just like lie unconvincingly, fail my bluff right. check. <laughs> And this happens for like four of the characters there, and so and I'm like, well, at this point, the the warden is getting suspicious because she can tell that they've all been lying to her on these little things. So her like her radar's up. So they have got one more chance, which is I've saved for last because it is the dwarf whose dump stat is charisma. <laughs> <laughs> He a dwarf lie. monk. Oh, a dwarf, no. The dwarf monk who cannot lie oh, no. and has no charisma. and No charisma. So I'm playing from a module, but I'm heavily modifying it just because I love getting in all the little details. But uh, one of the things in her like character profile says that she will flirt with the characters. And so I'm just like, okay, this is, this is blown for them already. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to have... She has a thing for dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's like, so hey, short stuff. What do you want to? What are you doing later on in the evening? And he's like, uh, lies unconvincingly, <laughs> fails his bluff check, and then she's kind of oh, no. both personally offended and really pissed. So it's getting bad for them. And then our sorcerer is like, oh no 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 no. He's just embarrassed that he lost all his money. Here, bud, have fifty gold. Go show her a good time. And he crits his bluff check. <laughs> so now the success of the entire operation depends on whether this dwarf with no charisma can show the warden a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Wait, no, go ahead. You finish the story. Uh, yeah, they, uh, the, they set up a thing. Like, they know he's never going to be able to make it through this date. So they set up a, they like get a bar fight going. Like they're like planning and this out. And pass through violence. <laughs> so they get to the, they, uh, he like takes her to this bar where they know the owner. And so she has arranged for this big bar fight to happen sometime during the evening. And he is, a, I like, I'm like, okay, we're going to play this out and see how it goes. And so they like start off the date, some small talk. He's, blowing it and she's like at the point in the date where she's like looking at her yeah, cell phone she'd be like oh no my mom needs to mm -hmm. so they're like bar fight bar fight now bar fight now Je uh, Jenna's character is just like up in the rafters just like <laughs> and so they had arranged for like they had planned for six and I threw like nine, to nine people at, at him and to his credit he finally starts rolling well and, like, critting his rolls. And by the end of this bar fight, like, her rolls have all... I've been rolling for her, too, to see mm -hmm. if it's, like, she's going for it. And she is. And so by the end of this bar fight, the warden just, like, drags him out and back to her room at the jail. 
And, like, none of them know what happened after that in character. But... Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, how funny. It was well, great. Well, that was all unplanned. Um, unplanned. Yeah. I had. I was just, like, making it up as I went. It's like, okay. Uh, so they're... Yeah, I, I had planned for them to succeed, and I had planned for them to fail utterly uh-huh. and for it to devolve into a melee that they probably wouldn't have survived. So let me see. That's funny. You... Your campaigns involve ugly dwarves that have sex, and your campaigns involve people who claw their own eyes out while their party ignores the the other people being dragged off by uh-huh. wolves. Uh-huh. All right, cool. Yeah. I mean, I never said he was ugly. I just said he was... He has zero charisma. Yeah. No, he has eight charisma. You said zero. No, I, I said it was his dump stat. Someone with zero charisma is dead. Yes, but that's why I kind of was wondering why I thought you said that. But it's like eight charisma is still not a not a... Not a not a handsome not a man. Yeah. Well, really, he's just very very gruff and rude. So. All right. That's funny. I had now that you mentioned clawing the eyeballs out. I do notice though from being working on so many horror movies and the things that we do, and then being in other campaigns, my fight scenes and my the things that happen to people are just so gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I look around the room and I'm just I see people I'm losing. I'm just like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you wake up. You wake up chained to a bed and you see a nurse with a sledgehammer. Right? Yeah. yeah. I had one girl, she, the wolves were trying to tear her head off, but they were stuck on her spine. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just like they're, oh, they're shaking your body. And, yes. Uh, so little details yeah. that you yeah, have. So. That's fantastic. Well, and that's, that's, the, that's DMs bring their world to life. Yeah. So, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I didn't even think about it, but yeah. until yeah. just now, I, I maybe So, I what does that make sense for? <laughs> well, end of ugly it. little monks just have sex all the time. So. Uh, not all the time. This no. is a single, this is a one off. There's There have been other things that they've done that have gone off track but well it sounds like Jenna's character is just going to do what Jenna's character is going to do oh very much so it sounds like you, every group. Uh, your campaign right now that you're running sounds like it focuses a lot on uh, ro- the role playing aspect or is it more on the gameplay aspect it is it depends like when Strahd shows up you know they really need to be mm-hmm. in their character but Strahd throws some Strahd's thing is He's been alive for four or five hundred years, and his thing is in inviting people, getting people to the castle, and then he just tortures them. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't have anything else. He's created a whole civilization, so he has a town, mm-hmm. so he can even go into town and screw with people. So it's a lot of throwing things at him and traps and creatures, and, and he just sits back and he well, sees the whole thing, and it's just his entertainment. Mm-hmm. So it really is a lot. And then there's, of course, there's NPCs they run into, but the problem with the NPCs are. They've been part of this castle now for three, four hundred years as well, right. and they just don't know how long they've been there. They don't necessarily even know who they are, where they are. So the NPCs give them nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's really there's some games. Some nights we get out of there, and the group is just shot. They're just yeah. defeated, and just the castle's just kicking their ass, and they're mm-hmm. tired, and they don't get rest. And yeah. it's a very, very, very heavy, dark, dark campaign. That yeah. sounds amazing. We tried to throw in some light stuff. <laughs> it does obviously. sound kind of amazing. It does. We What's the on. difference between role play and gameplay for our audience? So uh, maybe me. Yeah, role playing is where you really <laughs> like you get into the character and you speak for them. Uh, gameplay, I would say, focuses a lot more on rolling the dice, whereas uh, role playing focuses a lot more, like change. yeah, like ha- like doing that communication between characters, like without the dice rolls. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. so, if you're if you, talking, yeah, Sorry, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, if you want to lie, you have to lie in character, not just say, okay, I'm going to bluff him and roll the dice for the bluff check. 
Yeah, we need right. to we need to know what your lie is and is it convincing? So, so you have to make yeah. it up. So yeah. They have to be in character enough with their character to make the proper kind of mm-hmm. right. versus the mechanics of you know right. rolling the dice well, to cool. see if you jump from one log to the next. But I mean, it's a sliding scale depending on whatever group you're playing and which who your DM is. Like, you can go like my uh, wife Katie much prefers more of a gameplay focused, and I kind of. Like prefer that too because I'm terrible at coming up with dialogue on the fly. I would not say that. I would never have thought that about you. I just can't do. I just can't seem to do it in game. Like mm-hmm. I have the hardest time. Like I always feel like under pressure. Whereas if I'm writing, I can come up with stuff mm-hmm. just like off yeah. the top of my head. Well, how's Jenna? Because I just imagine you just like death, my precious, all the time. That's just <laughs> all you do. <laughs> no. No, Jenna. Jenna really gets into her character. She's fun. <laughs> I'm going to no. do a thing. Uh, are you sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jenna, are you sure that you want your character to eat that dire rat because it did bite someone and give them disease? <laughs> it's probably diseased. I'm like, I'm going to shift our stomach of Teflon. It's fine. Anything's fine. Funny. Yeah. You guys do character voices? No. No. Do you roll for... I try for, and do some character voices. But for I, disease when you eat the dire rat? Or what? Oh, he, he made me. Yeah. I was I like, said you're going to eat the rat, you're going to roll the dice. No, I <laughs> said my shifter ability should have protected me. He's like, let the dice decide. <laughs> so, yeah. But, well, how did it come out? I mean, obviously, hopefully we've got uh, did, did our she, audience engaged. She, she and really, survived. Hey, I survived. Intact. That's all that matters. Uh, excited to see your next live round. When do you think that will be? Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. We have two big games coming up. We All have right. we mm. uh, we're gonna do the Grand Con. I'll have to look up the dates. I'm sorry, it's when March. I think it is the next to the last weekend in March in, in Grand that's, Island. That's the oh, one Grand day free con, right? Yeah, it's the free con. Ooh. You know, if you're gonna be, sh- I've I've always been wanting to go. So it's, it's amazing. Like, they yeah. they grow and grow and grow, yeah. and it's because it's a free con. The mm. vendors pay. And that's not even very much. I think it's $25 or something for a booth. Huh. Yeah. Well, so we've always had a good time there. The vendors con. actually really always pay. But it's like so, true. In the end, but that's but a fraction, I think, of what you normally have to do. Yeah. So you've been there in previous years. Mm-hmm. Have you ever met uh, someone named Becky Cook? Maybe. She she is a big D&D player out, and she lives out in the Hastings Grand oh, really? area. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Hopefully she'll come to the show then. Uh, I'll talk to her and see. Okay. But they gave us... They gave us the Grand Theater, which is the most beautiful restored theater ever. Yeah, we were out there for the Prairie Lights. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. Yeah, you were just there. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> it's just amazing. And I always I always wanted to play films there, and when I got to I thought that was cool. Yeah. And now we're doing live shows, and I thought, well, let's contact the con yeah. and tell them we'll, that uh, whatever the door fee is, we'll split it with you because we know you're a free con, and you may not be making a ton of money mm-hmm. based on you're just letting people walk in to come to your con. So we talked to him, and they're like, no, they're like, just you can have the whole theater. You oh, can just wow. Charge, wow. charge whatever you want at the door. Mm. We'll set up your sound. We'll do everything for you. Wow. And they said all we want are the concessions. Yeah. Okay. It's like, well, that's awesome. Since they, it's they beautiful. provide them anyway, don't they? I mean, The concessions? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they would have. We wouldn't have got that fee. Hmm. But so, I was more yeah. happy to give them some of the door money. Right. But uh, super excited about that, because I think that theater yeah. is beautiful. And anyway, they said we'll promote we'll Maybe. promote you guys playing. You'll be on our docket. You'll just be part of the con. Maybe we have to go to Grand Con this year. Maybe. So yeah. there's that. And then the following weekend, we all have to pile up in a van and load up all of our equipment. We'll go to Planet Comic Con. We got yes. invited to play there. Nice. That'll be awesome. John Cleese is going to be there. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that would be... So we're still sort of cutting our teeth and paying our dues. But I think... Now that you mentioned that, I think in the future, once we get this first round of the tour under our belt, mm-hmm. then we'll start seeing if we can get 
some more celebrities or famous people who want to step in and play. Oh, who may who may want to play mm-hmm. or who already played D anD D. Maybe they want to sit in on one right. of the live games. And that would be really fun too. That would, that that would be, be amazing. Awesome. So we'll see how that goes. Like again, like I said, we're cutting our teeth and right. paying our dues. So right. we're not ready to start inviting celebs, but mm-hmm. it takes a while. We'll see. Cool. All right. Well, uh, looks like we're about an hour and twenty minutes in, so about yeah, time a to little wrap bit. It up. Do you yeah, want to talk bit just really quick? Yeah, do you yeah. want to talk really quick about the campaign that yeah. we'll do? And I'll make yeah, it yeah. super short. Okay. No, I know you're, you're trying to get out of here. I'm sorry. That's okay. I did this last time too. I think. <laughs> no, I no, that was all me last time. So, <laughs> so what we'll do? I don't know who's gonna play yet. You guys will just have to. Me, 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 me. You guys me. will have to let me know. I want to play. But I, I think what we'll do. I know what we're gonna do is we're gonna do the classic where you you go to the tavern because it's just so stereotypical that that's where you start. Yep. So I'm not I'm not letting anything uh, out of the bag because you're gonna know the minute you show up. Yep. I think what we're gonna do is you're gonna go to the the tavern and okay. it's gonna be there's gonna be a sign on the wall that's basically like if you go eat the monster burger with 27 patties, get your name on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what it's gonna what it's gonna be is you guys will show up as a group because you just came off of a big adventure uh-huh. and you're there celebrating and on the wall is you know survive the. Survive the dungeon. Get your name on the wall. Challenge accepted. Right. So what mm-hmm. it is, the bar will have under the bar will be a dungeon challenge. Oh, nice. And so you'll go through each one of the, the steps of the of the underground dungeon <laughs> and come out the other side and see if you can get your name on the wall or nice. see who lived or survived and Excellent. or died. or <clears throat> It'll have some puzzle traps in it and some physical traps. And so you're not really fat, yeah. fighting baddies. Right. Yeah. So you don't... So your stats won't mean... As much, what I was saying was if you were a third level or fifth or sixth level, mm-hmm. you know, you're just doing some mechanics of trying to get through this. So mm-hmm. we're going to gotcha. a Middle Earth escape room is basically... Basically, yeah. exactly. That's a great way to say it. It's basically yeah. going to be an escape room. Sounds very cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I am too. All right. And we'll record that so we can put it on the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it at our dungeon. Yep. And we call it the vault. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it at our dungeon. And then, like I said, we'll air it... Uh, same way you guys do. Yeah. And then you guys can have that file and you guys sweet. can do what you want with it and we'll cross That's promote sweet. and share. Excellent. It'll be a blast. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Should be awesome. a lot of fun. I love being Very here with cool. you guys. Get to play you. again. <laughs> hey, I get to play once finally after all these years. Bitch, bitch, bitch. All right. Well, Benito, thank you for being on the show again. Yeah. Appreciate thanks for having me. I love having you here. Yeah. So, it's a blast. I love coming here. Yeah. We'll look forward to gaming with you in the, after the first of the Yeah. Year, we'll wait so. till the holidays. Yes. We'll do it. <clears throat> All right, well, thanks, everybody, for watching another show. We'll uh, see you next time. Uh, Like and subscribe, and uh, check us out on YouTube, uh, which you're probably already watching us on. Uh, (laughs) We're also uh, audio on Stitcher, iTunes, podcast.com, Google Podcasts, everywhere you want to be. Like, subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a comment. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, yeah, yeah, check us out there. All right, thanks. See y'all. Bye-bye. Yep, bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.